welcome to None of This is Real, the podcast for all <laughs> things mysterious and weird. I went through a lot of emotions just now saying welcome. I'm Doomsday Domini. And I'm Sarah Sinkhole, and I'm sinking, I'm sinking. We're, I think we might be experiencing a little seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> I think that is what is happening. Also just, you know, living life as a human being. Yeah. It's just a lot. It is a, it is a lot. I was telling my occupational therapist that I felt so uncomfortable being in a human body. Truly. It's just a... Right now, I agree with that statement. Summer's going to be here in like six months. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> I just, I just need spring to come. I, I can deal just like if little green leaves would start popping out. Just a even, hint. Just those daffodils. Just like a little more sun. I just don't know if I can do this. You know what? <laughs> Solstice is on the way. It's true. It's coming. And after that, we're going to start getting like a minute more sunlight every day. Okay. <sighs> Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Does that help Hold at all? Hold on. It's helping. It's helping. Y'all, speaking of the holiday doldrums and shit, um, happy holidays. This is our holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays. And we're starting off with talking about our existential crises and seasonal depression. I mean, I bet you guys relate. If you're listening to us, if you've been listening to us, you get it. You feel us. You know, sure. we know what's going on here. Listen, we don't pretend to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do it. It's too much work. It really is. I think that's part of why I'm so tired is because I've been working my holiday jobs and I had to pretend to be. Oh, yeah. Something. You had a to lot pretend of the time. to be normal. In like rich people's houses. Oof. In a country club, right? Woo, yes. Yeah. And it's fun. I love it. It's like, I want to do that all year long. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and this go. podcast. That's all I want to do with my life. If you have any leads on that, email us. If you want to hire me to decorate your house, please. You will not regret it. No. It'll be beautiful. I'm, I'm good at it. Okay. Sarah's <laughs> really good at it. There's proof anyway, on Instagram. It's true. There's videos. It's true. Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of having to hide your mental illness <laughs> to make money, has anything weird or mysterious <laughs> happened to you lately um yes several things in fact uh, but i had something to talk about but then something weird happened yes it did just now which reminded me of a of a more exciting and pressing weird thing which is that the other night i had a dream that someone was driving the wrong way around the loop of the campground where i live uh-huh it's one way yes right? it is and i had a dream someone was driving the wrong way and it was a silver gray SUV type vehicle. And the next day, Levon was looking out the window and he said, those people were just driving the wrong way. And I said, that's so wild. I had a dream about that last night. And oh, he said, what kind of car was it? And I said, it was like an SUV or a truck. And he was like, that was an SUV. And he said, mama, what color was it? And I said, it was silvery gray. And he said, mama. <laughs> mama. You, that just happened. Your Ooh. dream just happened. Did he yes, said, I he didn't broke into mean song. to make you cry? He broke into the song as he is frequently. So it was silver, like your dream. Yes. Yeah. I dreamt it. And then the next day it happened. And it was a very mundane thing, but I just needed to tell you <laughs> and everyone listening, because if you don't know, Damini's been trying to get more psychic. 
Yeah, for years. And now I'm becoming psychic. I'm rubbing off on you. I have been checking in every now and then to report on how psychic I am becoming. That's true. And now you are becoming psychic. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's only fair because I have become a little more grounded these last few years from you (laughs) probably telling me facts. (laughs) I love that so much. And so, oh man, I want to gloat, but I won't. I'm just kidding. Well, if you gloat, I get to gloat because you're more psychic now. True. Boom. I had a a psychic premonition dream of of a very mundane thing happening. And and right before we started recording, you read my mind. I did read your mind. So... You, I said, can you reach? And yep. then I don't know what happened. I lost my words or something. You started laughing. I something think I said, happened. I said, meet by accident. You said, will you meet? And I said, <laughs> I said, reach. And you said, yeah. And then I reached over and opened the blinds. And you were like, did I say that? And I said, no, <laughs> you just said meet. <laughs> but you said meet. And I knew that meant that you wanted me to open the we all know. Um, I'm sorry to hurt you. It's okay. It's just going to happen. Oh, your poor neck. My neck is in trouble. So Sarah's more psychic and she's reading minds. It's yep. wild up in here. It's, I'm getting it's skeptical. All happening. What's happening? It's all happening. We're going to have to change it, the, we're going to have to rebrand. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm still. No, I like it because it's like a journey. You can it? like start listening from the very beginning if you're on Patreon. You're brave enough. If you yeah, if you're on Patreon and you want to give us your money and you're brave enough, you can watch the whole arc. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> of me being like Ooh. and me being like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> That's what we're like. Uh-uh. And, and now you're more like uh we're both maybe more like uh uh-uh. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? I have questions. Oh, so many questions about what weird thing you're going to say to me now. That's a great question. I have something. Thank you. I have something that it reminded me of you when I realized it, too, because it's some people appreciation. Oh, yay. Okay. To help you have faith in humanity again. I love it. So I was in the park Mm -hmm. a couple times in a row. And the first time I passed a couple and it was a Fancy Southern Gothic looking couple. Oh, what? And they were queer presenting. Yeah. And one was quite tall and was wearing a huge hat, a long black dress, I think with lace details. Stop. And the other person had on, I'm pretty sure my memory's foggy. I was trying to remember all of this at right. once while I passed them without gawking. <laughs> you don't want to I'm be on like, a running hey. trail. Right. I'm in a park on a running trail where everyone's in their sports gear. Okay. And so this is amazing. The second person had on a black and pink floral corset. Mm. And I can't remember what else. But when I passed the tall person, they both stopped and the tall person extended their arm out a okay. little bit. And the person in the corset took their arm. Oh, it was very genteel. Oh, it my. was very like, we're at a ball. Seriously. We're not in a hiking trail. <laughs> it was so amazing. And then a couple of days later, I saw an Indian bridal party. Oh, wow. And they had their dog posing with them. They were getting professional <laughs> photos done for with their dog with the dog. The dog was off leash and it was like perfectly trained. This oh, wow. person must be a uh, influencer or something be- or model with oh, their wow. dog because the dog, they called it and the dog ran up to them, stood right in between the couple, right in the middle, yeah. front and center and looked right at the camera. Stop it. And I was like, what? and it had a bindi on. So 
I was going to say that's a little creepy, but then the bendy turned it back around. It was so funny and cute. And so I was just, I wrote down the definition of a bendy in case anybody doesn't know, but it's, it's a circular mark traditionally worn by Hindu, Jain, Sikh, or Buddhist women, occasionally men, on the forehead between the eyebrows. Right. Okay. And it dates back, the custom dates back centuries, and the significance of it has changed over time, and there are many interpretations of it. And so I suppose your dog could wear one. Yeah. <laughs> it was very that dog was. It was very cute. Yeah. I was going to say the like, it's like a step for dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was programmed. And then you said it had a bendy, and then I was like, oh. It's an AI it's a dog. Cool step for dog. Now it seemed like okay, maybe this person's a dog trainer influencer and trained their dog to take pictures. That's what it looks I like. I mean, I guess dogs. Some dogs are pretty trainable. Yeah, it's not unbelievable. Well, I've seen videos of multiple videos of this certain breed of dog. I think it's a border collie, and maybe it was the same dog. But I've seen these videos years apart yeah. where they they're photogenic. They liked the camera. They'll like. <sighs> Put their arms on other other dogs and like look at the camera. They're like, hey, look at my casual pose. <laughs> There's one that went viral for a while where the person was taking a selfie and the dog like poses like at oh, the that last second. Familiar. Have you yes, seen that? That one? sounds familiar. Some dogs love the camera. And the camera loves them. That's right. That's remember we said I'm a Chihuahua. Yes. I'm a Chihuahua who loves the camera. You are are serving chihuahua. <laughs> serving chihuahua. <laughs> and I'm also serving some spooky, creepy holiday joy. That's true. Are That's you ready? What this episode is all about. If there's no further business. I don't think there's any further business. It's enough. We've it's done enough. enough business. I'm going to talk to you about a holiday creature that has similarities to other creatures that we've talked about, but it has its own unique characteristics as oh, well. Okay. It is the Calicant Zaros. Oh, yeah. And my sources are Encyclopedia of Vampire Mythology. Sweet. HellenicaWorld.com. And as always, Wikipedia. The Calicant Zaros is a malevolent, vampiric, goblin creature. I'm in love. Yeah, I thought you would be. <laughs> this is really funny. I say really no, say it for me one more time. Malevolent, Ca- malevolent, vampiric, vampiric, goblin, goblin. Are you embodying this right now? Is this yes. your new? This is who I am persona? now. Persona. <laughs> You'll see by the next time. Next time I come visit, I'm a completely different person. Oh my god! I'll be a malevolent vampiric goblin. Well, we will love every transformation of you. Every oh, version anyone's going to support me, I know it's you and the turkey bubbles. And I'll spell it for y'all in case you want to look up more. It is K-A-L-L-I-K-A-N-T-Z-A-R-O-S. Okay. And that's a goblin creature in Southeastern European folklore. Stories about the Kalikantzaros or similar creatures are typically found in Greece, Bulgaria, Turkey, Serbia, Albania, Bosnia, and Cyprus. Wow. Everywhere. But the myth originally was specific to the Aegean, Crete, and Messenia regions of Greece. Okay. So very, very specific spot that it came from. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures right now, and they are cute. They are kind of cute. It's a little Krampus vibes. Yeah. I'm going to tell a, you about it. Please tell, tell us more. So Calicant Zoroi. That's the plural version of it. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody knows that. They are believed to dwell underground all year 
So they're underground creatures. Okay. But they emerge onto the surface of the earth with the rest of us during the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, wow. From either the 25th of December to the 6th of January or starting on the winter solstice and for a fortnight. Gotcha. So it's a stretch of time around that time. <laughs> and during that time, it is said <laughs> that the sun is stagnant in the sky. Ugh. It's actually not moving, which is the opposite of what I just said we could be excited about. Yeah. Luckily, it's that part's not true, obviously. The sun doesn't just stop and the earth doesn't stop spinning and whatnot. Everything keeps moving it sure according does. to plan for now. I'm so tired. And a little bit about the etymology. Mm-hmm. Entomology's bugs, right? Mm, correct. The etymology. I said correct and immediately went, wait, is that correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not the only one wondering. Entomology is insects. Okay, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life because I'm going to make Insect. Entomology. In, there you go. Insect. The etymology of the word <laughs> calicanthzori is, or calicanthzaros, mm-hmm. is speculated to be derived from the Greek kalos kentauros, which means beautiful centaur. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Although people object to that. And so there's a second theory that the word comes from the Turkish kara konjolos. Okay. Kara means black and konkolos means bloodsucker or werewolf. Oh, I also love that. So there's that. And then in Greek, the term kalikansaros is also used to describe a number of other short, ugly, oh, mischievous beings. Hey. In folklore. Come on. I mean, but when you say ugly, I also think cute. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, they sound really <laughs> cute. They sound like cute little mogwai or gremlins or something. They're so ugly. They're cute. My mom says that about things. So ugly. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mangy dog or, of a, course. you know, something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> or I used to have a doll when I was growing up that was, it was ugly. For real, it was ugly. <laughs> and my mom bought it as a joke. Oh, no. And but we, you loved it. We anyway. brought it home and I didn't. I didn't love it. It wasn't much beloved. It was what we picked on it. And oh, my wow. mom was like, what do you want to name it? And I said, Gladiola. <laughs> so I had this very ugly doll named Gladiola. <laughs> wow. Anyway, sometimes that word was used to sort of express a general sense of a type of leprechaun or a gnome or a goblin. Okay. So I've said a lot of things. I've said werewolf. I've said vampire, yeah. gnome, goblin, centaur, leprechaun, centaur. Beautiful centaur. There's a lot going on. A lot. So let's get into it. <laughs> it is believed that the Calicanzaros stay underground. But right. what do they do under there all year until I, winter solstice? Please tell me that you know. Well, I do know. Oh, thank goodness. In fact, they saw the trunk of the tree oh. that holds the earth. Oh. They're sawing away at that thing. Don't. Why? Why are they doing that? So that uh-huh. by winter, it will collapse <gasps> along with the earth. Oh, shit. So they're up to no good. Wow. That's that's a little bit more intense than no good. <laughs> yeah, they want us all gone. That's fucked up, y'all. Don't be doing that. We said you were cute. You're beautiful centaurs or something. Right? But don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. We're not going to collapse. I mean, there yeah. might be some societal collapse, but the whole earth won't fall off of the tree because... That's good. That's good. According to folklore, when the final part of the trunk is about to be sawed, <gasps> just in the nick of time, okay. Christmas dawns. Oh. And the Calicanthzaroi are able 
to come to the surface. And so they get so excited to go wreak havoc on the surface of the earth that oh. they forget about the tree. Well, that's not, that's good. And instead they come terrorize mortals. So they so we narrowly avoid earthly collapse each year and then we get terrorized for and Fortnite. And then they come up and terrorize people. Yes. And then for Christmas. Finally, on the Epiphany mm -hmm. or the 6th of January, the sun starts moving again. Remember I told you it stopped? Yes. The I, sun forgot. Stopped I forgot about moving that. The and the earth and everything else. Yeah, yeah. All the planets and the solar system just came to a pause for two weeks. Yes. Well, that all gets going again. Oh, thank goodness. And the Calicant Zaroy have to return underground. They're, they get banished they back, back to saw on the tree again. They go back, they get their saw, but then they see that while they were gone, <gasps> the world tree has healed itself. Oh, thank goodness. And so we have to start all over and the cycle repeats itself. Hey, and if much like humanity, they never learn. I was going to say, if I were them, <laughs> I would be pissed. Yeah. Don't. Why do I have to live down here? And you guys get to be up there. And I only get to come up for Christmas. Well, I'd, be, I'd be terrorizing people too. All hey, they have to do you. is one year ignore the fact that they can go to the surface and just keep sawing for another minute or two. What is the connection with Christmas? Is it just like, does this predate Christmas? And it just happens to be like a winter solstice thing yeah it well because that is when the sun starts getting yeah there's a theme going on here with me it's when the sun starts <laughs> staying out longer yeah you get a longer day right. after the solstice that's probably a metaphor right of i was just thinking sure oh once you rest for the two weeks you have a rest you can get going again you can like you've been healed like the tree of the earth it's restorative. It's very true. True, true. Or maybe that's just what I need right back. now. Right? I need to believe that. I really need to believe this a lot. Yeah. It's just just a weird one. And the fact that it's all, it's so many things, you know, they contain multitudes. Yeah, they do. Where does do. the blood sucking come in? Well, I'll tell you a little more about oh, where the vampire thing comes in. So, but first I'm going to tell you about their appearance. Oh, because yes. there's really, as you may have gathered, no standard description of the appearance of the Calicantzaros, but there are regional variations, okay. and I'll tell you some of them. Okay. Some Greek illustrators have imagined them with animal parts, such as... <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Hairy bodies, <laughs> horse legs, oh. boar tusks, oh, ooh. dark fur, red burning eyes, <gasps> goat ears, or... Donkey ears. Cute. The arms of a monkey. Okay. And tongues that hang out of their huge heads. Yes. Some of the pictures I looked at, there was a lot of tongue hanging out action. I noticed. They're like one of those little dogs that lost a couple teeth. Oh, can keep their tongue in their mouth. Oh, poor babies. They have also been described as small and large. They can either oh. be enormous or really small. Okay. And they've been described as small humans with a horrible odor. Oh, they're stinky. They're little stinky guys. Oh. And they are predominantly male with interesting protruding sexual organs. <gasps> they got big old horse dongs. They're to go like with them horse legs or something. Little goblins that with smell boners? really bad and, and have boners. It's like I'm just at the gym. I don't need <laughs> this. That's like just going out into the world, baby. They're everywhere. <laughs> With their boar tusks and their boners. No, <laughs> not boar tusks and boners. <laughs> <laughs> so the most common belief is that they are the small 
humanoid creatures with, but they have long tails and they're like small devils. I guess that's yeah. the most common. Again, I wonder if that is like a Christian spin spin on just a they're like a, sex is bad existing. so they all have boners <laughs> and they're devils right that's maybe. what i'm saying maybe they all had boners before but it was just like a fun fertility thing maybe. Or just like hey it's the winter time you have nothing else to do stick it in there keep it warm <laughs> okay <laughs> stick it in there keep it warm <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure my face did a whole act was giving, it was doing half the work at least <laughs> oh god Really, we we got to get on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube needs to see the me in an alien onesie and a Home Alone cap, cry laughing. Yeah, I'm Joe mm-hmm. Pesci. That's not his name, is it? Yeah, oh. we talked about this last time. It's Joe Pesci. It's Joe Pesci. So these little creatures, these little devils, these horny devils, <laughs> are mostly blind, which makes sense because they live underground. They mm-hmm. also speak with a lisp, and you know what they like to eat? If you want to bring them a little snack. It's not blood. Frogs. Oh. Worms. Oh. And other small creatures. Okay. <laughs> they're just part That's of the right. ecosystem. Yeah, they're just, aw. I don't know. I think I like them. You know, gotta wreak some havoc sometimes. Right. Let me tell you some more lore. Just a bit more lore. Give me some more lore. Calicant Zaroy, when they do come to the surface, are believed, like I said, to wreak a lot of havoc. They are creatures of the night since, I guess, they live underground. Maybe they like the darkness. Okay. And also they have longer nights to do these things in. True. And they're free to roam the earth and do evil. They're doing evil. Love this. They're doing evil. They smell bad. (laughs) Yay. I love them. So this is the type of evil that they do. Okay. They ride people. (laughs) Okay. Is this like an incubus thing? Yeah. They steal their sexual energy, which is where. Oh, shit. Okay. This is where the vampire stuff comes from and maybe the hard ons and stuff. Okay. This is very interesting. I wonder. I wonder if there is more sleep paralysis that happens in the winter in the winter because of the like light exposure in some places. I like this theory. You might be right. You have to look it up later. Put it on the list. We've only done one sleep paralysis episode. We might need to dive deeper sometime. I still think maybe it'd be fun to go back and just redo stuff we did five years ago. (laughs) Totally. We will have do-overs. So they ride people. These <laughs> calicants are ride people. Okay. And they're like energy vampire kind of things. They are also blamed for putting out hearth fires oh. and urinating on food. Oh, grody. It's disgusting. Ew. And then when they're done doing all that, they hide in an underground lair during the daytime because the sun's light is lethal to them. Again, oh, okay. like vampires. Yes. So how do these calicants get made? Yeah, where do they come how from? How did it get made? Well... There are a number of theories about their creation. One theory connects them to masquerades of ancient Roman winter festivals like Bacchanalia. You talked about Bacchanalia and Saturnalia. And then there was an earlier Greek festival called Dionysia. Mm -hmm. And during drunken orgastic, my source used the word orgastic. That's a fun word. Drunken orgastic parts of the festivals. People were wearing masks. They were wearing costumes. Some of them were dressed like animals, but of course they still appeared humanoid. Sure. It would have been like me and my bear onesie. Right. <laughs> and that might have made an impression on people who were intoxicated at the time. Oh, wow. And maybe they were like, yeah, I hallucinated a little bit and I saw this little gnome. <laughs> I don't know. Someone was wearing a goat mask. and Yeah. They had just had a huge schlong. They, ha- they were having an orgy, so yeah. they're... 
fangs were out. Wow, what a time to be alive. Seriously. Did get me in that time machine. I want to see it at least. I want to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I'd like to observe. I don't know if I could handle any being actually up in that. Yeah, let me see it first. Let me get a yeah. preview before let me be I a voyeur. <laughs> before I jump in in my bear onesie. Right. I need a butt flap for that. <laughs> Definitely for that one. We gotta so, we gotta alter our onesies. I'll, I'll wear my flying squirrel onesie. I'm gonna get a crutchless squirrel onesie <laughs> and wear it to Saturnalia. Dreams really do come true. One day. That's my dream. That's my real dream. Oh, wow. Another way that a calicantaros can be made is if a child is conceived on the day of the Annunciation. Oh, wow. Which is March 25th. Okay. So if you're conceived on March 25th. You could be born nine months later than on Christmas Day. And then you would be a little stinky boner demon or yes or if you're born anytime during the feast of saturnalia oh or that two-week period okay then you could become a calicantzaros however there's one way to prevent this from happening thank god because i gotta tell you that i was thinking about that way too hard Don't thank god yet well i'm just saying because <laughs> it was all cute and fun and then i like thought about the reality of giving birth to like a goat horse. Well, it's not a it's baby. It's a child at first. Okay. Well, okay. what you have to That's do That's less terrifying. Because it will it will continually become more and more calicantaros like. Oh, it is just a like child a sl- ages. I kind of like that better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank goodness. But you can prevent that by binding the child in garlic and straw. Okay. Wrap that thing up in some garlic and straw. Okay. And then hold it over a fire. Oh, you're roasting your baby. Until That's... its toes are blackened. Oh, God. Just by like soot or like. I hope so. Not burn- We're not burning the baby with garlic. That's a meal. You're supposed. <laughs> we just talked about don't eat your baby on a previous episode. That's true. Very we recently. To, we have to say it again so soon. What is going Seriously, on? Seriously, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> People are like, um, we didn't do anything. We just hit play on your weird We're podcast. to your bullshit. You did this. This is your fault. According to legend, any child born during the 12 days of Christmas was in danger of transforming into a Calicantzaros. Oh, no. And so they had to do that roasting thing. They had to roast their child with garlic. According to another legend, anyone born on a Saturday, any Saturday... Whoa has the ability to see and talk with the Calicant Zaroy. That's so cool. That's your superpower. Oh my gosh. I want to write another. I thought of another idea for a movie or. The list will never stop. I'm. Gotta really work on it. I'm born on a Saturday. Yes. And you're born during Saturnalia. Correct. And I'm one of the only people in the world who can see and talk to you. And we become best friends, even though you're a mischievous little devil with a permanent boner. I want to be that. It's like Drop Dead Fred or what was that one? Little Monsters that I tried to watch that. So not as good as I remember it. Oh, no. When I was a kid. Don't anyway, want, don't watch your old faves again. Maybe don't do it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna okay, write it. Right. Put it on the list. Okay, I've fucking so much to do. <laughs> I need winter to actually last three years so I can write all my books. Get shit done. Don't worry though, if you're afraid of the Calicantzaros, because you can protect yourself oh, from thanks. these beings. Because even Science. though they pee on your food and they seem a little bit dangerous, yeah. and they're trying to chop down the world. I mean, that's the part where I'm like, okay, I can, peeing on food, listen, I've been fully peed on things before. Oh, I've licked a sandwich. 
Wow. Mm. Okay. Also, the writing without consent. I don't appreciate that. You could ask first. I bet somebody out there would be like, heck yeah, ride me. <laughs> so there's like, there's problems. They're, they're a little problematic. They're, they didn't wreak as much evil havoc as I thought they were going no, to. No, it's not as bad. They're not really, it seems like they're not out there killing people. And unlike um, Krampus, I really didn't read anything about them shoving you in a sack and drowning you in a river. Yeah, so. that's a lot, Cramps. It's a lot. So a little bit less evil than cramps, a little crampy. Ugh. But they do have some weaknesses. The Calicant Zaroy, they have a lot of Achilles heels. And so there are ways to protect yourself. That's good. We're never going to tell you about something scary and not give you ammunition. Right. Do all of this that I'm about to say. Oh, it's great. great advice. Can you guess what the first way is? I feel like you could guess. It's probably like dumping a bunch of small things on the ground in the hopes that they count it. Similar. Very oh. serious. That's it. That's okay. the vibe. Because one method is to leave a colander on the doorstep. The fucking colander again. Colander is back, baby. And they're going to count the holes in the colander? Well, yeah, but <gasps> the trick is, the problem is that they can't count to more than two. <laughs> they well, go, oh, really? Just two? They can only count to two. One, two, one, two. Damn it. One, two. Damn it. The little <laughs> tongues hanging out. They're just over and over counting to two. You're in love. I know. You I, want a pet. I love them so much. And also, we have got to get to the bottom of this fucking counting mystery. I've got to get to the bottom of this colander. Please. Well, they can only count to two. I'll t I can tell you why that is. Because okay. three is a holy number. Oh. And these little fuckers are so evil, they can't they pronounce can't. it. Wow. Wow. Because if they do, it will kill them. So they're just like, one, two, God damn it. One, two, cheat. One, two. All numbers are holy. <laughs> one and two are not bad numbers. I guess three is because of the holy trinity. Oh, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think it started with the holy trinity. I think it started with really funny people who knew the rule of three back in the ancient <laughs> times. Probably. Okay? Yeah. So if you do this, if you put a colander out on your doorstep, okay. a Calicanzaros will... Stay there all night, counting each hole of the colander. One, two, one, two, one, two, until the sun rises, and then they have to hide again. Perfect. Okay. In that same vein, you can also leave a knotted ball of string on your doorstep. Oh. And the Calicanthzaros will be compelled to untie the knots that, before it enters your home. That also sounds familiar. Yeah. Like that's been an that's been another creature's weakness sometime yeah. in the last five years. <laughs> it's also susceptible to sunlight as I mentioned. Right. So you could trick it into being directly exposed to sunlight or you can throw it in a bonfire. Oh, oh so that's intense. Sure. Um, you can, I guess, if you have to. Jeez. Another thing that will drive it away is the sound of church bells or Christmas carols. Oh. Because they're so, so sing, holy. Sing to it while you throw it in a bonfire. I mean, I gotta say, if something pissed in my breakfast <laughs> after it rode me without consent, I might want to throw it in a bonfire. Right. And it's yeah. winter. You might not have a lot of food and it's peeing on it. Thing. We're gonna eat that thing. Right. Where's the garlic and straw? Forget the baby. Roast me up a little goblin. <laughs> You could also, if you want to keep it away, burn a handful of salt. Okay. Or you could hang the jaw of a pig Ew. on the door or over the chimney to ward Ew. it off. Merry Christmas. I put up the decorations. They're just like colanders and garlic and pig jaws everywhere. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's so festive in here. It doesn't smell weird at all. It's not like burning salt. Is your baby okay? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to decorate my tree that way next year. Oh, just pig jaws. Ew. Paper mache. 
papier-mâché pig jaws. Pig jaws and we should have a, a salt podcast themed Christmas tree next year. That's just all the weird, weird bullshit. Shit. A log that shits candy. <laughs> a little guy that's pooping. They do have those ornaments. I need to get oh, for one. sure. It's also an annual tradition in some cultures to throw donut like desserts filled with syrup. Oh, yum. And sausages, Ooh, onto, sausages. onto your roof. And sing a specific song, and I couldn't find the specific oh, song. Oh, damn it. I wanted to sing it to you. Well, that's it. put it on the list. We, we have to write it. <laughs> <Let's just laughs> because write you it can't find it, we have to write remix. it. Remix. Oh, shit. So it's believed that once you throw all that f- perfectly good food on your roof and sing the song, the Calicant Zori will eat those, and then they'll leave. Oh. They'll be like, that's good enough. I'm hey. too full to wreak havoc. I think that sounds like the best option. You well, get to sing a song. Yeah. And they get a snack and everyone's happy. And then you could go up there on the roof and get what they didn't eat. Sure. And leftover sausage. Yeah. yeah. Stick the sausage in the donut pastry. Delish. And eat that. I would right now. If that would work on me. If yeah. I was one of those things, that would absolutely work on me. If, if you, you left feed me a me, snack. Are you kidding? Sing me a song. If you sing to me while I eat something yummy, mm. I'm not going to bother you. I'm just going to go home happy. That's right. I might not even chop on that trunk when I get home. I'll be so happy. I might just take a nap. Might just lay down a rest. Another method of protection from Calicant Zaroy was to leave a fire burning in the fireplace all night so they couldn't get in. Okay. That's or easy. in some areas, people will burn the Yule log for 12 days. That's something that we've heard before. Sure. In other areas, this is going to really add to the smell in your house. Oh, no. People would throw foul smelling shoes into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the stinkiest shoes this Christmas? Who's. Nope. Put them on there. Got to keep that boner goblin away. <laughs> He's got the stinkiest feet. Oh, my God. That's that's embarrassing. Anyway, the stench would repel them. Sure. Yeah. That's it's repellent. Another way to keep them away was if you would mark your door with a black cross on Christmas Eve or burn incense. Okay. I, th- those are much better options are than easier. Like hog jaws. <laughs> you might have a lot of hog jaws around if you've got sausage. Maybe you're a farmer. Maybe you're a pig farmer. If you're a pig farmer, then that sounds doable. But you're- otherwise, I'm like, what am I going around in my neighbor's house? Like, you got an extra pig jaw? Maybe I forgot mine. If your neighbor's a pig farmer, <laughs> maybe the thing all my neighbors are pig farmers and colander makers. <laughs> the town pig farmer is like, okay, it's almost Saturnalia. Who needs a pig jaw? Oh, I bet he makes good money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raking in the dough over the holidays. We're like speculating on the economy of <laughs> ancient Greece. Oh, wowzers. Well, before we speculate further, mm, I have to yes. ask you a question. Oh, wow. What? Could you ask me at this moment? It's a mystery. Is any of that real? No. (laughs) Really? No, I don't think any of that is real. Don't you want there to be little goblins? I mean, I want there to be goblins, but those goblins, you know, don't ask for consent and they're trying to collapse the world. So like, you know. Yeah. Also, I'm still on on board with like, if there do exist such things as goblins, uh, that we should just like not worry, just let them be. Oh, yeah. You know, let them don't approach the cryptids and and mythological creatures. Just let them do. If they wanted to hang out with us by now, they would have. Yeah. All of the 80s movies, all the movies I grew up on would would want me to be like, oh, I'll go on a quest to save the things. You know, it's like, but no, they don't need. No, they can save themselves. They're good. Yeah. Actually, we we should probably just like not do a lot of things. (laughs) 
<laughs> we should just not. Everyone should just not for a while and see how great everything goes. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just Only about it. just do the things that you really need to do. Yeah, like, it's going to be fine. All the things I just said. Yeah. That's but a I, lot of stuff to do, but we believe on you. We think you can do it to keep yeah. yourself safe from little stinky boner goblins. Just roast your baby and that's all you got to do is roast your baby. <laughs> wow. No, don't do that one. Mm-mm. Please don't roast your Just babies. sing and throw donuts on your roof. That's way easier. No one gets hurt. Way more fun. Way more I mean, fun. worst case scenario, the donut like rolls down the roof and hits you in the face. But it's a donut. You're going to be fine. Catch it in your mouth. You'll be fine. Yeah. Unless you got like a sausage directly t- into your open eye. That could hurt. <laughs> got a sausage right to the eye. Still would prefer a sausage direct eye contact, like literal <laughs> eye contact with a sausage to burning my child over the fire. So... Yeah. Come Literal on. eye contact with a sausage. <laughs> That's true love for your child. Anyway, are you going to tell me some weird holiday stuff or I what? I am. I sure am. And you had a creature, right? I did have a creature. And so I decided to keep the creature theme going. And it's a variation on a theme. Okay. And it's a little listicle. A listicle. <laughs> a listicle. Sarah's going to read you a listicle. I sure am. Ow. And it's just a sort of Christmas, winter, New Year's tradition listicle. I love it. I'm going to do all these things. They're pretty fun for the most part. So um, I'm going to start with my sources. I only got two. Impressive Christmas Traditions in Romania by Diana Messison and Forever and Always Wikipedia. So I'm going to start off with a Slavic carnival tradition called leading the bear. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, honestly. At one time, it was it had a very brief like fad sort of thing happen in the entire Slavic region. But it only takes place today in like area, certain smaller areas. So it is a colorful procession of disguised people that goes from house to house through the village leading a, a bear on a rope. A real bear? Or me in a bear onesie? <laughs> it's probably usually you in a bear onesie. I know where I need to go. No, it's a real bear. Oh, okay. Sometimes. <laughs> so the bear is tied with pea or straw ropes that are braided into big plates, big braids. And on its head, it has a very tall straw hat that has a bell on it. Oh, that sounds really, really cute. It's so cute. Or... It wore a sheepskin coat turned with the hair on top and a fur hat on the head. I love it. So either way, it's looking stylish. All right. And there are lots of other characters in the groups, not just about the bear. There's a whole like cast and they're usually a young couple, a chimney sweep, a doctor, oh. a forester, a devil, <laughs> okay. a priest, a chemist, a Roma girl. It said the other word, but I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. A camel. A policeman, a butcher, musicians playing accordion and drum, bridesmaids and groomsmen, a thief, and a newsboy. <laughs> Not a colander maker or a pig Nary farmer? a colander maker or a pig farmer to be found. I love this. I would like to know why those are the things, but I don't know. I couldn't find that answer. So the first mention of this in writing is from 1842 and someone named Joseph Lompa wrote that this he thought that this custom dated back to the 14th or 15th century when it was still common more common to see bears and those bears would be like wreaking havoc oh there's always havoc 
in the farms around the area. They were trying to beef up for their winter slumber. Yeah. Probably. I would, you have to. You've got to get, get some snacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of snacks. In the past, when the procession would approach a house, the members would try to buy themselves from misfortune. That was the phrase. Okay. Buy themselves from misfortune giving by giving people eggs and gingerbread or flour. Today, it's usually money or, or sweets and alcohol. Okay. So yeah, the, the things you're using to buy yourself from misfortune are, have changed, but I guess people are still doing it. They're still in, in Russia and Ukraine during New Year's. There are processions with a dressed up bear, but there's also a goat in this one. So I think most of the time it's a person dressed like a bear, but I don't know. I volunteer as tribute. I, mean, I volunteer. Lead me. We're going to have to have our own. Lead me like one of your bears. <laughs> like one of your Russian bears. So they make food for the bear like pierogies and this um, like boiled corn oh my God. sort of gruel stuff. Okay. I, I want to eat that right now. And it's it's as a bribe so that the bear doesn't run around fucking people's shit up. Well, yeah, yeah. makes sense. And they're also invited to come back to dinner um, during Maslenitsa. The bear is invited? Yes, you invite the bear to come back for dinner. And this is also known as Butter Lady, Butter Week, <laughs> Crepe Week, or Cheese Fair Week. I need all those weeks and this in is my a, life. This is another religious and folk holiday that's in the Eastern Slavic tradition. Love so, it. Right? Che- butter Lady? <laughs> Me, please. You be Butter Lady and I'll be the bear. <laughs> butter Lady and the bear. <laughs> I love this. So in Serbia and Bulgaria, on St. Sebastian's Day, which is January 14th, they give the uh, the bear grains, bread, corn, stuff like that to protect against the bear as well. So like, it just seems to be a thing where they're like, Hey bear, don't could kill you us. not mess us up. We'll give you shit. Yeah. Which makes total sense. Like if, if I, if there was an animal that would not leave my property alone and was like trying to get into my stuff, just put some stuff there. Let them have that. It'll, then they'll just go a away. Decoy maybe, or it might attract more of them. Oh, well, then you just got a bunch of bear friends oh, and you're the luckiest person on the block. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. They might just wreak too much havoc. That's true. Well, I have another little bear tradition. This is called the bear's dance. Oh, again, this, I'm perfect for this role. You really are. So this takes place in Moldova and Bukovina. This is a pre-Christian tradition. And this has origins in a pagan rit- ritual of the Ghetto Decians, which were the ancient people of that area. And they considered bears sacred. And so in this thing, in the bears dance, the group is a bunch of young men disguised as bears, bear leaders, plovers, and drummers. And each of them plays a role in the ritual. And it's a whole thing where it's like the bear's death and rebirth. Oh, it's like a play, I guess. Cool. And it uh, symbolizes the new year. Yeah. It's about to come. And it's still popular in a lot of places in the east of Romania. And sometimes people will like travel across the country presenting their show along. It's like a traveling little play. And in some places, they actually use real bear skins when they dress up. But in others, it's just a costume. I would really love to see this and be. I guess I just want to be a bear. The bear stance. Yeah. I know bears are. I know I should fear them, but they're big and snuggly. It's really not fair. I think that all the time about all the animals. Because well, like even a squirrel, a squirrel is probably not going to kill me, but it, it, it could hurt me pretty good. Give me rabies. It could give me rabies. It can, then they've got like the rodent teeth. Terrifying. Beavers, cute. Forget it. They will 
get your femoral artery and you're dead. <laughs> femoral? Whatever the word They'll is. They'll go right for it. They go straight for it. Straight for the jugular. Oh, Seriously, though. I'm I just, just think it's unfair that animals are so cute and I can't snuggle them. You can snuggle some of them. Yeah, yeah. I'll put my bear onesie on when we get finished recording and you can snuggle me and I'll make bear noises. Okay. I'll go. Thank you. I need I need that. <laughs> sound like a bear to you? No. What do they sound More like? More like a Totoro. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bear. I got chills. Chills at the accuracy. Wow. Did you think there was a bear That's, in here? I really did for a second. I got really scared. Okay, well. That's it's settled. I'll put my bear onesie on after this. Okay. And you snuggle me. I will. You can be the big spoon or the little spoon. Thank it's you. your choice. This is great. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'll go. For this. All right. Let's hurry and finish this episode so I can snuggle a real bear, guys. It's gonna be real. Did I'm you hear that? Get out in the woods and get smelly before you do it too. <laughs> oh no! All right. Let me rush through these next two things on my list so we can okay. get to the bear snuggles. All right. This next one is a parlor game. Okay. So it doesn't involve an animal, but it's named after an animal because it's called Snapdragon. Oh. Also known as Flapdragon. Flapdragon. <laughs> yes. And this is from about the 16th century. No one's really sure exactly when. And you play it during the winter, particularly on Christmas Eve. And so what you do is you get a wide, shallow bowl and you pour brandy in there. Oh. And then you heat the brandy and then you put raisins in the brandy and then you set it on fire. Fun. Okay. Doesn't this game sound fun? Yep. So typically you would turn all the lights off or dim them. So it would just be like a creepy blue flame. Yeah. In the, coming up out of the bowl. And <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to give you the language from the Samuel Johnson's Dictionary of the English Language from 1755, as it describes it, quote, a play in which they catch raisins out of burning brandy and ex extinguishing them by closing the mouth, eat them. Oh, you put the burning raisin in your you mouth? put your hand in the burning bowl of brandy, pull out a burning raisin and put it in your mouth and eat it. Darn, I don't want to do it anymore. This is the thing. I don't want to be burned. People did. Why? <laughs> Put know. fire, fire in your hand, in your mouth. In your home. In your home. In the winter. A, bo a bowl of fire. If you burn down your home, you're going to die in the cold. It's so a why? bowl of fire. Why would Liquid you? Liquid fire. <laughs> we used we did uh, flaming Dr. Pepper shots one time at our big old house we lived in in Boone. Uh -huh. It was constantly full of people. We were like, let's do that. Lit it on fire. Somebody bumps somebody's elbow and now the cabinets and the counter, there's fire everywhere. Oh no, really? Yes, it was, but it burned. I mean, nothing was damaged because it was just the alcohol burning, but it was still really scary for Yeah. I think my arm was on fire. I don't remember. Oh my God. Because of all the flaming Dr. Pepper I drank. So gross. Ew, I'm nauseous now. Well, now you know why people did that. It was the same mentality. There it's were a bunch of people in there. It was mm -hmm. winter know, time. Children played this game. Yeah, the kids were bored too. Kids, drink the flaming brandy. It's good. It'll so put hair on your chest. It'll straighten your spine. <laughs> It'll straighten your spine. Okay, I have another quote from an article in Richard Steele's Tetler magazine. It says, quote, The wantonness of the thing was to see each other look like a demon as we burnt <laughs> ourselves and snatched out the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the best thing I've heard. Isn't that lovely? All week. Yeah. I was like, this isn't really giving anything except for like just extra flair. It's silly. There was no information in that. But I just needed you all to hear that. <laughs> so Snapdragon was played in England, Canada, and the United States. Oh. There's not enough evidence of it being practiced anywhere else besides those three places to say anybody did it. I'm sure there's a handful of people that were sure. like, well, look at this dumb shit I learned <laughs> from my country. Oh, God. So Snapdragon and Flapdragon can refer to the game itself, the raisins used in the game, <laughs> or the bowl with the brandy and raisins in it. I thought you were going to make the Flapdragon raisins. <laughs> no, Flapdragon is the game. <laughs> so it's usually brandy, like I said, but you can use any similar flammable liquor. And traditionally, the raisins were the treat to be snatched out of the brandy, but you mm. can also use other things, sometimes... Almonds were used, currants, candied fruit, figs, grapes, plums, all that kind of delicious stuff. Sounds good. You could also sprinkle salt in the bowl. I'm not sure what that's for, huh. but you could do it. That's something people sure. did. Sure. I wonder if it gave a different color fire flame. Oh, maybe it did. Yeah. Sure. Interesting. So usually you, you put the bowl in the middle of the table so that when the brandy, the liquid fire splashes out of it, at least just going to land on the table. On their wooden table of old. Yeah, great yeah. plan. Great plan. In one version, you would put a Christmas pudding in the center of the bowl with the raisins around it. Okay, that I like. <laughs> Give me that pudding. Snatch your hand and grab a big old flaming pudding. Put that in your <laughs> mouth. What were everyone doing? What were <laughs> they doing? What were they doing? That reminds me that I just put up my Christmas tree over the last couple of days mm -hmm. as we record this in advance. And I put up a, an ornament that I got from our friend of the podcast, Amy. Oh, yes. Hipness and outrage. That's right. It's haunted pudding. Haunted pudding. That's perfect. Haunted pudding. Remind Y'all remind me. I'll post a picture of the haunted pudding. Yeah, y'all. If she's got any left in her Etsy, you should buy them. They're so cute. Haunted Christmas pudding in the middle of a bowl of brandy. Yes. You know that pudding was cursed. Absolutely. <laughs> this whole thing is cursed. What are you doing? It's fire. <laughs> it's fire. Come on. So most sources say that Snapdragon is a Christmas tradition. But some people suggest that in the United States, it's played on Halloween instead. It does seem more like a Halloween thing to do. Yeah, it seems, it's creepy. It's spooky. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. So uh, someone named Mary F. Blaine describes the belief that the person who snatches the most treats out of the brandy will meet their true love within a year. Well, so, that's a good thing because they just burnt their face and in hands. several places. <laughs> and God knows what else. In another tradition, one of the raisins has a gold button in it. And if you get that, if you get the lucky raisin, you can claim a reward of your choosing. Oh. So and that Anything does sound, you want. I guess. I don't unless there's like that involves some sort of table of gifts and you just pick one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be cute. I mean, there this concept is fine, but why is there fire? Do a different thing. There's so gotta many other games. Some, gotta have some risk, some adrenaline behind right? it. Before I had a smartphone we would get stoned and make up the dumbest ass games in the world. You get go in there and get the big spoons from the from the kitchen drawer. And let's see if we can flip this thing over there. And let <laughs> I mean, then there was no fire and it was fun. Yeah, you weren't worried about burning <laughs> no, your house down. No, this is wild. Okay, all right. So there's a short story with a really great name, Master Sandy's Snapdragon. <laughs> 
And this is by Elbridge S. Brooks. All right. And in this story, Snapdragon is played in the royal household of James I of England. And young Prince Charles, who would later be Charles I, King Charles I, catches the lucky raven. No, it's not a raven. It's a raisin. Mm -hmm. Catches the lucky raisin. And as his reward, he requests the freedom of Sir Walter Raleigh. (laughs) That's what you want? I don't know. What a what a waste of your wish, right? your gift. I don't know. Why I would did you wish do for that the to time us? machine. We, we could you could have wished for so many other things. Give me the time machine. So that's how like widespread this game was. Is the fucking king and prince were playing it? I guess I don't know why anyone's doing <laughs> this again. So according to a book called Book of Days from 1879 by Robert Chambers. The game was accompanied by a chant, which I will now read for you. Please chant to me. Here he comes with flaming bowl. Don't he mean to take his toll? Snip, snap, dragon. Take care you don't take too much. Be not greedy in your clutch. Snip, snap, dragon. (laughs) With his blue and lapping tongue, many of you will be stung. Snip, snap, dragon. For he snaps at all that comes. Snatching at his feast of plums. Snip, snap, dragon. (laughs) His feast of plums. But old Christmas makes him come. (gasps) (laughs) Someone's coming. Oh, no. He's coming. But old Christmas makes him come. Though he looks so (laughs) fee-fa-fum. Snip, snap, dragon. (laughs) One more. Don't ye fear him, but be bold. Out he goes. His flames are cold. Snip, snap, dragon. So dramatic. <laughs> People are coming. Wowzers. Oh, wow. I'm Isn't crying a little bit. Yes. I liked it. I liked it. I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about some literary references. The first printed reference to Snapdragons or Flap Dragons was in Shakespeare's Love's Labor Lost from 1594 where he said, Oh, they have lived long on the alms basket of words. I marvel thy master hath not eaten thee for a word, for thou art not so long by the head as, here we go, strap on. This is the craziest word I've ever said. Are you ready? Yes. Honorificabilitudinitatibus. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Thou art easier swallowed than a flap dragon. Oh, Ouch, you burnt. <laughs> you burnt. Um, anyway, that word that I said that I was trying to say again is translated as the state of being able to achieve honors. Okay, just whatever say that, that even means. Just say you're able no, to achieve it. honors. Shakespeare, calm the fuck down, sir. Well, some people think Shakespeare wasn't a sir. We should do an episode about oh, that. It's on the list. It's yeah. been on the list. It's, it's just, just a big one. Where it's it's going to have to be a series, I feel like. It's, it's a big one. one. Anyway, it's referenced in a bunch of other stuff. Agatha Christie. Christie? <laughs> Who's oh, she? Agatha Christie. Agatha Crispies is my favorite cereal. Um, delicious. And Charles Dickens and a bunch of other, you know, things from that era. It, people, Some people think that it is uh, related to the tale of St. George and the Dragon. Others think it's a callback to like druidic fire worship. Um, and it's not really a thing anymore. Good. Probably from all the burnt mouths and hands. That's so that's an it's we don't have to worry about it. Okay. We're Can not you imagine going this. to a party and they're like, guess what we're playing? Snapdragon. I'm I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm, I'm getting calling my, the fire department and I'm leaving. I'm getting my camera out and recording it, is what I'm doing. I'm like, oh my well, god, I've heard about this. No way. I'm gonna record this for the pod. I'm going 
around to everyone and being like, hey, we have a podcast episode about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I interview you after you burn your mouth off? You <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> That's one I just can't. Sometimes I can be like, oh, I can see how that would be fun. This one? Okay. I just can't get behind it. All right. You don't have to. We don't have to play. No, and I'm going to get on the other side of it because I'm going to tell you my last one. Okay. Which is uh, a Polish tradition from Polish folklore. It's a Turon, I think. T-U-R-O-N if you want to look it up. It sounds and like an electric car. This is who I want to be. Just This is what I want to be described as. It's oh. not an electric car. Okay. It is a festive monstrosity. What? I love that. That is, uh, that's, I want to be a festive monstrosity. Do you want to be a festive monstrosity or do you want to be a vampiric stinky goblin with a boner? I think I want, I think that could be a festive monstrosity too. Okay. I think I I could be those, all those things. I think I might join you. A festive monstrosity committing tactical frivolity. Yes. That's who I am. That's who I want to be. That's my dream form. But that's not what this is. It's a black horned shaggy animal with a flopping jaw. It's just a flopping. That's that's accurate, actually, too. Hello. That's a festive I'm monstrosity. Flopping my jaw right now. Yeah. And this this goes a wassailing with a group of carolers around town during the period after Christmas. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Wassailing. Yes. They're just a wassailing. And the name comes from the word tur, which means um aerocs, aurochs. Oh, yeah, those animals. Extinct cattle species. Yeah. And so the person that plays the Turan covers themselves with a cloth sheet or a sheepskin, and they hold a wooden pole in front of them. And on top of that is a bull's head with a flopping jaw, horns. Sometimes they're real ones, and sometimes they're just wooden. And the head is covered with rabbit skin or some other animal skin. So it's pretty spooky. You should look at it. T-U-R-O-N? Yeah. I'm getting a bunch of delicious, it's a Filipino banana spring roll. That's oh, all that's in the try images. Try Polish. Okay. Try like, <laughs> like maybe Polish not, Christmas or Polish. That's not what you described. Really yummy. But I want one. Okay, hold on. That happened to me with another thing I was researching. I could only ever find the dessert that had the same name. Oh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. this thing is weird looking. Isn't it spooky? Oh, I yeah. want to play the animals in all of these festivals. Dress me up oh like my a God. Turan. We just need to do this. Please. I want, let's have just a, an amalgamation of all the things. We'll make our own. A lot of them, the thing is dressed in a blanket. It's like yeah, this like weird. A long, it's long and skinny. The neck is, it's very awkward looking and it's scary. It's scary and it's sheathed in a blanket. So picture this weird, scary blanket sheathed thing. Okay. Coming to your door with a group of carolers. And they, and now they don't just come to the door. They come up inside of your abode. Oh, this is like the Krampus. Yes. Night. This is like the Krampus night. This is like the Namahage. Yeah. That, that they would all go into the house. So they come in your house, and when they get in there, the Turan jumps around, dancing and neighing like a donkey. Again, <laughs> I am perfect for this role. Somebody cast me in your Christmas party to play one of these animals. Oh, it gets better, because the Turan really likes to play tricks on women. Oh. Then he chases them around the house and provokes them and sometimes hits them with its jaw. Well, it seems sexist now. Yeah, I don't know why it's just women. Can I just terrorize everyone at your party? I want to do that. Sometimes it's usually like children where this is a way to to like convince kids to listen to their parents. Yeah. This person is just like, this character is like, no, I just want to slap ladies with my flopping jaw. That's not cool, oh, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. 
So during the carol singing, the Turon claps its jaw to the rhythm of the song and rings a bell that's around its neck. So they usually make the muzzle out of thin wood that's covered with animal skin. And it's big enough so that you can fit an apple down it or (laughs) someone can pour a glass of vodka down just in one shoot. Because the person playing the Turon wants some treats as well. It wants drinks and snacks. I mean, of course. He wants whole apples and an entire glass of vodka. So it's believed that the alcohol, which is being shoved down this thing's throat every time it goes into a house, makes its behavior insolent. I'm like, well, Well, yeah, they're drunk (laughs) as fuck by the time they get to the third house, probably. So the Turan holds two sticks, which it uses to smack the floor every time it moves and it jumps over them and over stools and furniture in the house. It's like leaping, like sort of stilts, but this sounds obnoxious. Don't come in my house. This doing is that. a lot. Knocking Do my shit in the front over. yard. Right. And I'll clap and be like, you're an amazing performer. Yeah. Come into my house. The, it's just a different story. No. So at some point there's an important moment in the singing. I don't know what that moment is, but at this point in the song, the Turan faints. Oh. <laughs> and everyone gathers around it oh my and God. tries to resuscitate it by massage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to do it even more now. I fall over and everyone rubs me. Okay. You bring yes. it. But that sounds pleasant, but it gets a little weirder okay. because while you're massaging it, you're also lighting hay and using that kind of like incense around the room and you're blowing wind under its tail. You're blowing on its butthole. What the fuck? And pouring vodka into the muzzle, more vodka, and undoing hexes. Okay, this just sounds like a sexual thing now. You're someone's nice. putting things in my You're mouth. Being massaged. Come on. Someone's blowing on your butthole. Sounds kind of nice. I mean, still, I'm still in. The worst thing that's ever happened. I'm still in. Okay. <laughs> and this is, it's different in every region, like the time that it happens. Um, the things that they're carrying, like in some places in Krakow, uh, they're ca- they carry a large star on a pole during the Epiphany, which is January 6th. Epiphany, that's funny. And it follows the ca- uh, carolers around. And when they go in a household, the Turon will tackle anyone who stares at the star for too long. If someone <laughs> stares too long at the people carrying the star or the star, the Turon will tackle you. It's like, I know you ate some mushrooms. And <laughs> you, why are you staring so hard at that star? You're tripping. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Whenever the Turan becomes unbearable for the householder or and the family. So like you said earlier, when you're like, uh-uh, not in my house. I don't want this anymore. Not my good China. You can sing a song to banish the Turan. And this is the loose translation of the song. Oh, I love this so much. Go now, Turan. Go home. Don't you bother any more souls. Here's not the place you live. This not the place you shall sleep. That's all you have to say. Okay, great. Yep. And so after that song, the person gives the carolers a quote, get off ransom. <laughs> so like, f- get, fuck off money. Get out of here. <laughs> they either give them money or something from the pantry. So like money or food. You have to pay them to get yes, out of your house. You pay them to leave and they'll say thank you and then they'll move on to the next house where I guess they will do this all over again. Sounds fun to yep. me, quite frankly. It sounds pretty fun. It's, if it's not my house and I'm doing the right, well, if you're the if you're the one in costume yeah. being given treats fun to times. like 
jump over people's furniture and be annoying. <laughs> that actually sounds like a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do it. Free too. massage. Also, it is a symbol of fertility. Okay. It's described as a way of wishing through gestures because if it pokes you with its horns, that passes on fertility to you. Great. Don't. So I don't. No, thank you. I I don't want to be poked by the horns, but it's nice that that's an option for some people. Sure. Anyway, there's my um, three creature themed Christmas (laughs) tradition. Oh, my God. I feel like I found some really fun ones. I was surprised. I was like, what am I going to do? And then wowie. The weird and mysterious podcast gods blessed me with Yeah, that. they really did. So what do you think? Is any of it real? A single thing I said. Is uh, any of it real? Sure. I'm sure people played that game with the fire. Why? And people do go from house to house in costume. And I want to do Krampus Night or some one of these things. That's I think on we just my need to list. make up our own. Our own okay. creature. We'll just do that here with no notice, no previous tradition in my neighborhood. That's what I'm saying. Just go yeah. into people's houses and... Well, you know, we'll... F- <laughs> that'll we'll be see fine. How, if they invite us in, we'll go in. How's we, that? We can go a-wassling. I at least. We probably go a-wassling. At the very but least. But I don't want to... I want to sing songs. Oh, you know what? I just oh, pictured wow. us... <laughs> you want to <laughs> no, do that? I just pictured us both in these, like, creepy-ass, like, possum, raccoon-looking weird... Like, in a cloak. Creep, yeah. Singing a really bad but very earnest rendition of All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Please. Carey. Yes. I'll have We're a bell. Like holding our ear and being like, oh. <laughs> I'll be badly strumming my guitar or something or I'll, wow. I'll play People a bell. People will give us money to go away. They if will. we did that, it They'll would work. Shove apples down our throats. I'm crying at the thought of it. Let's do it. Please, let's do it. It's performance art. Okay. We have well, to. We got to go work on costumes. So all right. that's the end of the podcast. That's it's well. Done. Let's yeah. Well, let's we wrap it. it up so we can go we work on go. that. We have so much shit to do. Do you have a question for the magic eight ball? Oh, Is there God. anything we could clear up? I I'm thinking <sighs> magic eight ball. Will the Calicant Zaros ever succeed in chopping the, the world tree down? Oh shit! Will it? Will it? Will it? Will they? Oh fuck. Uh-oh. It is certain. <gasps> one day one day it's gonna they're happen. not going to I don't know what that will oh, really no. look like. I'm but. so sorry. I think it's all my fault cuz I did say earlier, Uh-oh. hey, all you have to do is not go to the surface one time. <gasps> and they and listen. They listen to the podcast. And now they know. Shit. Oh shit. Well, oh well, too late. You know what? I'm leaving it in. That's fine because it's it's going to collapse some other way anyway. That's our It's cult. not going to be humans. It's going to be Goblins with rock hard wieners. That's our doomsday cult. The doomsday oh. prophecy is, is the goblin the world tree. The home, hard on goblins are going to chop down the world tree any year oh, now, and we fuck. have to get ready. Yes, I'm already imagining the aesthetics of such a cult, and it's beautiful. Okay, well, we got to work on that too. Then that's so much shit to do. Do Y'all, you want to ask the magic eight ball anything? Uh, you know, I think I'm good. I think that's we're good. All I needed to know, really. You know, I don't want to take in any more information today. I'm going to turn it off after this because I got some snuggling to do. (laughs) That's right. I got to go wallow in the woods in a dead animal for five minutes. You get to snuggle me, a stinky goblin. I don't have a literal boner, but I have a metaphorical one. Sure. You have a mental boner. (laughs) Oh my God, y'all. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. It's true. We fucking love you so much. Happy whatever you celebrate. Happy every day 
for the rest of your life. Happy I love every you. Day. And what? let me give you a little heads up. What's going to happen is we're going to do another episode to mm-hmm. start the year off yep. with a predictions episode. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to predict shit because we're psychic now and we can. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you hear how we're both psychic now? You we're know, gonna do that. And then we're going to take a winter break. We'll take a little week off. We wanted to get you through the holidays. Yeah, we got to be there for each other through the holidays. True. Because it's... It can be just distressful. It can be depressing and And, stressful. Distressful. We are never depressing or stressful. So if you need a break, if you're in your the bathroom of your parents' house right now, avoiding everyone. Yeah. If someone with you in spirit. Someone food shamed you. Tell them to fuck off. Oh, fuck. Just listen listen to our podcast in the bathroom and we'll see you next year. Wow. Yeah. See you next arbitrary measure of time. (laughs) You can also follow us on Instagram. And yes. like all our posts, you can do that. Please do it. Please uh, do it. Rate and review us if you just can't get enough of us. If you just can't get enough. And you know, you have approximately mm, a week, less than a week to get on Patreon and read the Globsterotica before it's gone. That's right. We are going to put that elsewhere. It's going to live elsewhere. We have to move it to a different platform. So we're not being silenced anymore <laughs> because I will not be silenced so type in your browser, patreon.com slash none of this is real. If you want to hear more of this, hear us read a weird cryptid erotica novella. Wow. And you do want to hear that. You definitely want to hear that and have a wonderful rest of your year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a wonderful every day forever. Have all of it. Have, have everything. everything. You, you deserve it. Have it all. You can. Thank you, Michaela DeLeon and Gil Davis for the theme song. Thank you. And we want to remind you this year and every arbitrary measurement of time <laughs> that you don't have to believe anything we ever say. Oh, Lord, no. You heard it. You heard what we said. Use your thinking skills, your critical thinking skills. Think real critically and, and know that the only thing you do have to do is believe on yourself. Oh, please believe all over yourself. Come on, like a big sheet with a creepy head attached to it. Like a flaming raisin flying right <laughs> at your face. Like a huge boner. Goodbye. And like that. Well, let's listen to it. Yeah. Here's another. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. According to the legend, any child dern dern any child boring and burn dern boin. <laughs> you know, any child dern boin meech. I made up my own language today. You really are. Dirt boy Beach. You're doing you're you're doing it. Uh, you're a linguist. I don't want to be <laughs> you're a cunning linguist. I just I'm a cunning linguist. But I'm just trying to read <laughs> in the only language I know. I believe in you. You can do it. According to legend, any child. <laughs> oh no, almost said Dern boring. Dern boring again. Dern boring. I'm born on a Saturday. Okay. And you're der- born, dern boring. I'm dern boring. <laughs> I straight up boring. can't fucking say it. I'm dern boring Saturnalia. I'm boring. And this is NPR Public Radio. <laughs> okay. I just said it's National Public Radio, Public Radio. Anyway. That's-
<laughs> Live from National Public Radio, Public Radio. I'm darn boring. I'm darn boring. Stupid. Impressive Christmas. Nope. Christmas. Impressive Christmas. <laughs> Why can't I say Christmas? You just said it. I did. <laughs> <laughs>